know Your ass better call somebody Hey, hey, what do you say? It's time! It's time! Ball junk! Episode 30, the Jean-Claude Bergeron edition of oh, the show. I don't even know that one. You don't know J.C. Bergeron? No. That's all right. I do, and like three other people do. It's Dirty Frank. It's the gas man. What's going on? Uh, well, it is the day of the start of the NBA playoffs. It is? I didn't think I'd be saying this today, but the Pelicans play this evening at 10.30 They're in the PM. playoffs. Congratulations. I'm pretty excited. Yes, thank you. So it's uh, we always say that this is the... I've been betting against them all week. Okay. Emotional hedge. That's all right. And then I bet on them when they were down one game, and they won me like $80. So. $80. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. But uh, this is what we usually say is the best time of the year. Mm-hmm. There's playoff basketball. There's playoff hockey if you want to watch it. It's watch. the start of the NBA or the uh, Major League Baseball season. Watch double overtime of... The Jets? Golden Knights and the no. Kings last night. Oh, right. Golden Knights and the Kings went to double overtime. That's right. You, you're you're full on board with the Vegas Golden Knights? No, I just oh. love overtime hockey. You know? Oh, okay. You just Especially seek playoff. it out. Yes, it is It is always the, uh, the best kind. So it's been a while. We haven't done one since uh, the ball dropped on New Year's Eve. Yeah, that's a long time. And uh, so what's been going on with you? Not a whole lot. Just been no? Working. Working. Tons, you know, kind of got three things juggling back and forth. So it's just, all the jobs, just busy. Yeah, Very you're, busy. A, you're a scalper <laughs> and uh, you're still making video games. Yes. And uh, you are an Uber driver. Part time. Yeah, Part time. So it's, it's a lot of stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got a lot of movies to watch still. Yes. Still doing the, the not, podcast. Yeah, not been able to watch that many extra that much extra stuff but you know so let me ask you when you guys post the the film junk podcast Mm -hmm. why does it take so long to put up the show notes i don't know i think it's a totally separate process that that sean does all right so you actually have to go and edit a different file so i think he just tries to get the episode up as soon as he can and then at some point does that stuff because i like spoilers i like to know what you guys thought about the movie yeah before i uh you know decide or maybe to... that's why he does it yeah maybe he does it despite people who just want the summary i probably told him that once and now he just does it on purpose yeah. he's like i'm gonna wait another three days that dick you wanted to see the ready player one scores i did did you see it I have not seen the movie. No. I don't plan on seeing the movie. It's a good decision, I think. Yeah? Yeah. Was it across the board, thumbs no, down? No, I liked it the most. I couldn't believe it. Oh, wow. I, Did you? Would two you... and a half, or I would. I was hovering around a three out of five. Jay gave it a point five. And oh. I think Sean was a one. Yeah. I, for the most part. Pretty harsh, if you ask me. People uh, dislike the movie a lot. Uh, there's been some uh, great uh, tweets regarding it. Yeah, well, yeah. it's you know it's fresh, certified fresh on RT, and people from critics or people critics. Wow. Yeah. Wait, people are blinded by Spielberg. It's disgusting. He's done. He's done. You think so? Eh? The post was horrendous. It was worse than Ready Player One. Wow. What about Indiana Jones Five? 
God help us. <laughs> Him, well, I know apparently Janusz has been saying he's sick of special effects and all this stuff. He's the the DP? Yeah. Right. They need to divorce immediately. Separate. Let uh, Janusz go on and I, it, do something better? They just look gross, yeah. What uh, What if Spielberg announced he's bringing back Jaws? Jaws 5. It's a, Just leave. Yeah. Don't go. Don't go anywhere near it. That is pure desperation. Closer it's... encounters of the third kind. <laughs> I don't think so. No? I, I mean, I'm just waiting for the next Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings universe movie. What could that possibly be? I don't know. They'll make something up. He has nothing else. It's sad. How do you feel about uh, Milos? Milos Foreman? Yeah. Why? What What happened? He died. Really? Yes. I didn't even know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he died today. I slept in pretty late. Oh, so okay. I, I haven't really would have caught it. Oh, man. I did not know that. Cuckoo's Nest. Wow. Yeah. It's a bummer. It is. You guys going to do a uh, tribute episode to Milos Foreman? I doubt it. Yeah. What oh, else? Crazy. Yeah. I, f- I figured he'd be all over that. I'm sorry to be the one to break the news to you. Yeah. Oh, well. I'm over it. That happens. Uh, Have you gone to any concerts? Not really. No. No. I don't think I've gone to anything. Oh, I went to one. Franz Ferdinand. How was that? It was okay. Did they play? Weekend uh, weekend show. Did they play Take Me Out? They did. Yeah. It was Was, good. Was it the biggest reaction? Mm, Yeah. Are they Scottish? Yes. I invited you to come see Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah. You declined. declined. Yeah. You were like. I don't want to be seen outside of this country with you anywhere. I get it. It's all right. It was, we checked the set list after or the, today. Yeah. And in retrospect, I wouldn't have known 80% of the songs. I enjoyed the show thoroughly. It was hilarious. Weird Al played uh, all originals. Um, legendary comedian Emo Phillips opened the show. Nah, I did forget about that. Was that good? It was I don't think he's changed his material in a very long time. How long is Emo's set? God, it was probably 40 minutes. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was a lot longer than I thought, or maybe it just felt long. Yeah. The what I laughed out loud probably once. Um, and you wanted to laugh out loud. I did want to <laughs> laugh out loud. You know, I chuckled a bit, but for me, the, the, the one that got me the most was uh, he was discussing having an interview with a, uh, a a buffalo reporter. I'm sure he tells the same joke, just changes the city. And uh, he said uh, he was asked, what are the three funniest things he's ever seen? And he said, my sister's nipples. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, it's not bad. Because there's layers to that joke. Because one... Well, I think there's two layers. Two layers. <laughs> he's seen his sister topless. And then she has three nipples, yeah. which is normally unusual. I'm not a, a complete expert on, on that subject, but I would say that's probably unusual. I don't have any sisters. Neither do I. Uh, but uh, before the show began, uh, someone called out my name and uh, a stranger approached. I believe his name was Mike. If it wasn't Mike, then I apologize because it was it was like a month ago, and I forget these things. And he said, uh, "Hey, you know, I, uh, I I love your podcasts." And I was like, "Oh, 
wow, thanks. You know, and then I talked to him for a little bit. And he's like, yeah, you know, I really like when you're on, when you're on the show. And uh, I also like uh, the film director guy. And I said, you mean Jay? And he's like, yeah, Jay. I was like, that's kind of a, a weird person to forget the name of. Like, Very weird. Jay's kind of important to the show. I would, As people have said in the comments this week, he is the female precog. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but... Minority Report, the female is the most oh, right. important. She's the key right. to the group. So, uh, yeah. But it was nice to uh, to meet somebody. I I wasn't quite sure how he knew what I looked like, but he said he just happened to be looking into the audience and saw me sitting there. And how crazy would have been if you were there. I know. This guy's face would have melted. <laughs> I fucked up. You did. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good show. Uh, I also went to see... Uh, uh, Rod Stewart. Mm. I'd never seen Rod Stewart before. He played in London, Ontario. I did not go to England to see him. Uh, short performance. Like, maybe 90 minutes. Oh, I love that. That's perfect. You think so? Yeah. I think, you know, when I see Springsteen and he's pushing three and a half hours, that's great. I used to think that was cool. Not anymore. Not anymore? No. You're past that? Yeah. He uh, he kicked soccer balls into the audience, mm-hmm. uh, which I did not know that he did, but apparently he does that. He talked about his son that plays hockey. I didn't know he had a son that played hockey. Hmm. And uh, he played Stay With Me by the Faces, which was really the one thing I was hoping he would do. So good show. Yeah, overall pretty good show. Worth the drive to London. So, uh, yeah, so uh, we got a lot to talk about this show. It's been a while. Uh, we'll talk about some sports, but uh, we're mainly here to talk about the eighth wonder of the world. Andre the Giant? Andre the Giant. <laughs> All right. Yes. <laughs> Yay. Uh, the HBO slash WWE documentary. Slash Ringer production. Slash, yeah, Ringer <laughs> production for sure. Um. Yeah, I, I think uh, if you don't know who Andre the Giant is, you've never seen The Princess Bride, mm-hmm. and you've never really thought much about professional wrestling or really tall people, and that's okay. So, um, yeah, Andre was a, a, a seven foot four, being generous man, weighed. Uh, Close to 500 pounds, and uh, he was a pro wrestler, very popular in the 70s and and 80s, and uh, they made a documentary out of him because uh, this man had layers. Yeah, I I was disappointed with the doc. Okay, I, I wouldn't say I didn't like it. I mean, there's something about his life story. Even seeing, I think the most interesting stuff to me was seeing him very young. Yes, and like the idea of you know, him just looking like a skinny tall guy and having this disease that just kept growing and growing and what that would do to him. Uh, the I, th- I thought it focused a lot on just progression of wrestling career. Right. <clears throat> I was expecting a lot more of the real Andre or outside of the ring, what he was like. And I mean, the highlight was probably Hulk Hogan, his stories. He was very animated and I thought, he, without him, there very, would have been very little right. in the documentary. I thought he sold the legend of Andre. I think uh, through tears and otherwise. I think that was 
actually my biggest problem with it because for a good chunk of it, it sure seemed like a Hulk Hogan documentary. Well, I, I agree. I think that's also yeah. I think because he was the best, you know, storyteller that they had. They were leaning on him all the time, and I, right. and it, it did feel more like this is a documentary about how WWE got, or WWF got big, not so much being about Andre the Giant. Yeah, it uh, considering that you know. It wasn't the now the WWE that that you know produced and you know like edited and released this this documentary. I'm surprised it focused because it yeah. sure seemed like this was something that you could watch on the WWE network at any given time because it sure, it, uh, it focused so much on their progression and uh, yeah, I was yeah. That's a re- I I mean I thought that I think you summarized it pretty well. Like now that I think about it. If you take off the beginning and end of the movie, yeah, it's, oh no, the beginning is, is totally it's, fine. It's not even about Andre. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you if you remove the Princess Bride stuff, yeah, it's uh, it I, like I wasn't that crazy about the Ric Flair documentary, but I I think at least that felt like it was about him and right. his life. Yeah, I was I was uh, I was very disappointed that there wasn't much about him as a child, and you know, I'm sure there's no like footage and stuff, but. I mean, they had photographs. They had both of his brothers and his sister-in-law were still alive. So they could have focused a lot more on what it was like growing up in France and, you know, being a 16-year-old that, you know, was becoming six foot four, six foot seven, six foot ten. Like, Well, they touch on him having a daughter, too. and Which is not at all really developed much. No, like, like they, they drop it once just, I mean, they probably ignore the fact that he wasn't around at all. Yes. <laughs> and then they kind of soften the, the deal at the end with, oh, he left everything yeah, to his daughter. <laughs> Spoiler. Um, you know, and uh, there was only a little bit about the Princess Bride. I mean, they probably could have done more with that. Uh, I wanted to see way more stuff from his appearance on the $6 million man. That actually he was, was pretty cool. That was amazing. Yeah. I wanted more of that. And, you know, obviously I wanted a lot of the wrestling stuff as well because, you know, that's something that I'm interested in. But, uh, yeah, like, uh, I mean, uh, there was a lot of great stories that were told. And, you know, I knew they were going to focus a lot about uh, on his drinking because, you know, anybody that ever hung out with Andre the Giant, uh, um, you know, had a story about Andre drinking mm-hmm. an excessive amount, whether it was like a case of wine or... Or you know, two cases of beer, and I get, but I guess it it does treat that as legend. I don't know if if there was something. I mean, there's got to be like what that did to him, why he did it. Yeah, was it ever a problem? Like it doesn't even get into that area. No, no, at all. And uh, you know, I I wanted to see more stuff of like, I mean, the photos of him on an airplane were amazing. Yeah, like. Uh, in the 80s, they did this thing on, on WWF television where Andre was buying a car, which well, was which good. was incredible. And, uh, you know, like there was, I think, you know, it was only 90 minutes and, you know, it sure seemed like 45 minutes was about Hulk Hogan and, and how their careers uh, became what they were together. And, uh, you know, they talked, you know, a little bit. It, it is tough though, right? Because he's obviously, he's passed away. 
You yes. don't have the like him as a source. And so even the story of Hulk Hogan writing out an outline for a WrestleMania match and then him saying it went exactly right. I mean, I don't know if it's true. I <laughs> Nobody does. I don't know if uh, this is, you know, a cool story for him to tell to like paint him in a great light after the fact or be gracious right at this point in his life who knows like there just wasn't uh enough in the moment stuff like you said of andre's life or things happening outside of the ring and it's funny you bring up the planes or cars because the idea i mean in this doc he's almost always in the wrestling ring and a good portion against hulk hogan Hulk Hogan's a big guy too. Sure. So like you're really not even getting a sense of what his life would be like as this giant. He's Well yeah, cuz I mean like you're like, they're telling the story of this 7 foot whatever 500 pound guy. Um but you know like uh, the other part of it is a, a 6 foot 8 300 yes. pound <laughs> man. I mean like that's just similar so issues. You lose some of these ideas of like the grandeur and the scale of him because one you're in a wrestling ring in a with like 200 foot ceilings in an auditorium and you're comparing him like you said against someone who's six foot eight yes and i don't know there's just it's not as exciting where i think more stuff of him in real life i mean they touch on oh he loved kids and stuff like that and okay (laughs) yeah like the one the one thing i got out of the movie is that uh he was a nice guy but if he didn't like you you knew right away Yes. And that's, that was a common theme throughout the whole and thing. And I'd love to hear more about people that he didn't like oh, and yes. what they thought of him. Yes. I mean, I'm, you know, again, you know, John Studd has passed away, which is unfortunate. Um, you know, Brandy Savage also yeah. passed away. Uh, you know, apparently they didn't uh, get along as well. But uh, there has to be, you know, someone out there. Need a little. This thing needs a little dirt. I mean, aren't Sheik still alive? And That's true. That would be quite the interview. Did they get along? Do you know? Well, uh, he didn't like the Sheik very much. They talked about that in the documentary. So I'm sure when a 500-pound man stands on your back, yeah, you probably aren't a big fan. Does that actually hurt? Like, is it one of those wrestling illusion things? Like, I, I think uh, you need to put your feet in a specific area, yes. Yeah, okay. And, like, like you just... Like if they push with their stomach or something at the right time. Or... Yeah, I, I believe it's, you know, one foot is usually on the rear end and the other one is lower back. So I think the, the higher up you would risk cracking your ribs. Okay. So uh, it I, might just hurt a lot, too. I'm not saying I know the answer. I'm just they, they do it so often, though. So I can't imagine it's that much of a, a risk. Yeah. You know, but um, yeah, it, there, there was a lot of good stuff, too. Like, yeah, it's really just. It doesn't linger on anything. No. Which I kind of like. I mean, after watching the Gary Shandling doc, which lingers on everything <laughs> unnecessarily, this, I, I still think some things, I wish I would have seen less about wrestling and more about him would be. Yeah, I, I would agree with that as well. I mean, um, I, I understand that, that uh, the wrestling part is probably what the draw is for the most people. But I mean... He's kind of a fascinating guy when you think about it because, you know, he experienced a lot of stuff that not a lot of people have to experience. I mean, knowing that your 
organs are continuing to grow and you know you're probably not going to live to mm-hmm. be 50 years old and and not being able to fit in an airplane washroom and having to you know go up to the front and having a curtain draw and to piss in a pot yeah know? that's pretty amazing yeah I, mean, I, I i do find there wasn't i'm surprised i don't like even behind the scenes footage at wrestling shows or yeah, there, there was none of that. It was mostly just him walking backstage yeah. in a bunch of different shots. Like, like they tell stories about how he'd be playing cards and how yeah, is, I, I would rather watch. I've, I think I'd said this about Gary Shandling's. I'd rather just watch the basketball games of Gary Shandling or the funeral of Gary Shandling than a story about his life. I right. Think, like, but I would rather watch an Andre, the giant card game in inter- uninterrupted feed than this documentary. Yeah, can, can, I want to. I want to see you know him at a card table with Tito Santana, yeah, and Pat Patterson, and Rocky Johnson. That would be amazing. That's what you know. I, I want to watch them play. <laughs> what would they play? Who probably just euchre dealer calls pinochle or something, whatever, something like that. It would be amazing. Yeah. So I, yeah, I was I was disappointed that they didn't uh, get much into that. I don't have too much else to say about the movie, but watching these wrestling docs, I've been curious to revisit. I loved it at the time. Right. I was 18 or 19 when it came out. Bret Hart wrestling with shadows. Still pretty good. And I'm curious to see how it holds up. Like, I probably hadn't seen a ton of documentaries at that time. So I, I, I do want to revisit that at some point. I think, I mean... For the movie, like if if Wrestling with Shadows wasn't being filmed in the uh, the fall of 1997, it probably would be a little more forgettable. But the fact that it caught like the biggest story in the history of professional wrestling on film um, is what makes it intriguing. Yeah, and it gets into some pretty dark. Like he's pretty honest, and yes, it's dark. And I remember thinking it was amazing. But I haven't watched it in twenty years. It's time to. Uh, you should maybe check it out again. Yeah, maybe we could throw it on the docket. Yeah, we, we could do that. Retro review. We'll have to find out if there's like an anniversary coming up or something. Yeah. we could maybe match that up. But uh, and I, I will say that uh, the fact that uh, HBO did this and not the WWE, um, HBO was is the one that is the reason that. Rob Reiner and Billy Crystal and Carrie Elwes and, and Robin Wright Penn are mm-hmm. in this movie. Yeah. I mean, they wouldn't be part of it if it was anything else. So it, it was, you know, they didn't really have a lot to say other than, you know, he was a, a good guy and uh, he was, you know, in a lot of pain as he was older and there wasn't much that he could do. But, uh, you know, uh, it was it was good to have at least some of that in. I mean, I think Lee Majors is still alive. They could have talked to him about Six Million Dollar Man. I feel was he in any other movies? I'm. I feel like it's skipping something major. I meant to. I'll look it up one second. You can do that. Um, I was hoping for uh, a little more footage from Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling, mm-hmm. because that was an amazing cartoon when I was younger. I would have liked. To I have had seen the some completed that. sticker book. Nice, nice. But uh, yeah, you know, they they touched. It was mostly wrestling, and uh, I would have liked to have seen uh, a lot of the other stuff that uh, they didn't talk about much of. I could have spent a lot more time dealing with Andre's fear of snakes and the feud with. <laughs> well, yeah, like so they didn't 
once uh, his uh, feud with Hogan ended, you know, they didn't talk about he, he had big feuds with the Ultimate Warrior, with Jake Roberts, with Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I mean, Duggan knocked him out with the two by four. Like, that was a big deal. Well, and this documentary treats it almost as like, well, after Hogan, we didn't have anything to do with him. Yeah. And, and then they just kind of kicked him to the curb. Well, but he was still. He, he was in WrestleMania 4. He was in he was in that tournament for the title. Um I can't remember if he was in WrestleMania five, but but I saw him at WrestleMania six. Yeah. In Toronto when he teamed with uh Haku. Uh I'm pretty sure it was against Demolition. And uh that's when he, he turned on the Heenan family and and walked out a hero. And that might have been the last time he was on WWE television or WWF television. Redeemed himself. He redeemed himself. Yeah. I, so, I, I don't have too much else. No. So, it's um, okay. Yeah, it's it's okay. It's tough to make a like a unwatchable movie about Andre the Giant. Yeah. I like mean, uh, I, I personally, I think the WWE on their own might have done a better job with it. I might agree with you. Um, because a lot of their stuff is, is pretty good. And I think when when people who aren't associated with wrestling do this sort of stuff, you know, often it doesn't come across great. Well, and I think there is something to people who want to watch this. Well, first of all, it's not not about wrestling to the point where it would attract someone who doesn't like wrestling. Right. Right. Like it's almost selling the power and rise of wrestling to people if they were coming at this from Ooh, Andre the Giant. He was in The Princess Bride. Right? Yeah, I mean, so, but unless I think, your favorite movie is The Princess yeah. Bride, then that would bring you to this. But I think there's like this idea that ooh, we don't want to talk about the nitty grittier intricacies of wrestling in the doc. But I think that's kind of what people want. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean that. And to be the, fair, that the, documentary could still exist down the road. Right. The WWF or E could do that documentary, and use their footage. So I mean, they they did talk about, you know, Hogan in a hotel room writing the script of his match at WrestleMania 3 mm-hmm. at the Pontiac Silverdome. Uh RIP. And uh you know, so I mean, it's 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 not like they they danced around what it was. No, you know? I I mean, it's but I mean about like the relationships, the actual contracts and signing and I didn't get a sense of what it was like between Vince McMahon and Andre the Giant and if he negotiated for more or, you know, he was cast aside. I, I just... Right. Why is he relegated to these B storylines or... I don't know. Yeah. It just... Yeah, the, the, I, I guess I was, you know, I was also hoping for more, you know, I think just Andre stories. Like, Bret Hart's got a great story about uh, uh, when Andre was there for stampede wrestling and uh and uh andre had slept in for his flight and brett had to drive andre in this tiny little car with the british bulldogs in the back to get him to his plane on time or andre was going to murder all of them and you know so like you know there's there's tons of stories i'm sure that are out there like that and but yeah, that's what you know. That's what we. But they only to see. really go to Hulk Hogan yes. and Ric Flair for a millisecond. Yeah, you know, Mean Gene talks a bit, and uh, 
like they talk uh, they talk to referee Tim White a lot, who was Andre's handler. Oh right, right. <laughs> I forgot about that kid. His best friend and handler. Yes. So, but uh, yeah, you know it is what it is. I, I not... could use more personalities like him. Yeah, who like were with him all the time, and I think he, they could have gone even deeper with him. I mean, the 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 good part about the you know. The fact that they didn't get too deep with a lot of stuff, uh, but kept it at 90 minutes is good. Because, I mean, if this thing was like two hours and, you know, they didn't really expand much on, on anything else. If it was just more of WrestleMania 3 or yeah. if they did a whole part of WrestleMania 4 or whatever, I think I would have been even more disappointed. But, you know, it was just uh, just under 90 minutes. So it's not that bad. Yeah, I think at some point you have to make the decision as the documentary about... If for hardcore fans or for everyone, and they clearly went the everyone route. Right. So uh, out of two balls, what would you give this? I would give it a single ball. Yeah, I would also give it a John Cruck. Okay. Um, I was. Uh, I don't know what I was watching, uh, but there's a movie coming out. I don't know if it's coming, if it's already out, uh, but I think our next review, it has to be this. I can't remember what it's called. But I can tell you that it's the, the women's volleyball movie with Helen Hunt. It's as already the coach. out. Is it out? The Miracle Season or something like that? Yeah, I, yeah, think, I think we have it, to watch that. It may have come and gone already. Well, from theaters, we'll have to see it when it uh, when it hits VOD. Yeah, or Netflix or whatever. I yeah. think that's something that we need to watch. You do love volleyball. I love volleyball a lot. I play it, you know, and uh, I, I don't recall another volleyball movie. I can't, especially not an indoor one. But, uh, I mean, Helen Hunt is a volleyball coach. I want to see that. I will agree to that. <laughs> when when it's available. Yeah. I was concerned that you'd stream be like, at home. I, don't, I don't know if I want to watch, but I'm kind of glad you do. I am mildly curious to see the film as well. Yes. Good. Good. I'm, uh, I, I didn't the, think you would have any idea Bjorn what And Bjorn McEnroe. Yeah, that's coming out. Or is it out. Borg McEnroe? Borg. McEnroe. Borg. That's actually already available. You know, uh, you can already watch that movie if you choose to make certain decisions mm. with your viewing habits it uh just like uh it was it was available pre-oscar time oh okay yes in that format for screening yes for screening purposes <laughs> legal screening purposes <laughs> but there, there are ways to watch that movie if you chose to i hear it's not that great but I mean, how great could it be? Is it going to be better than Wimbledon? Maybe. Or better than, uh, I always forget the name of the Woody Allen Match one. Matchpoint? Matchpoint. <laughs> I need to revisit Matchpoint. You think? Not a lot of people are, uh, you know, really feeling like they want to watch Woody Allen movies anymore. I, I remember that movie being not what I expected. Right. At all. Doesn't it take a really sinister turn at some point? I saw it in the theater, so I don't quite remember. Oh. It was a long time ago. Like, that was, what, 2001? Four? 2002? Early 2000s, I think. 20 or 13 Woody Allen movies ago. 13? Something like that. Wow. That's a lot of movies. He makes a lot of movies. I haven't watched any of his most recent ones. You know who's not making movies? 2005. Well, we were close. You know who's not making movies? Milos Foreman. Stop. R.I.P. <laughs> So let's uh, let's talk about legit sports, okay? You know where the outcomes are not predetermined. 
are you, not written on yellow legal pad. That's right. In <laughs> a hotel Hulkster. room. In a hotel room, brother. I'll scribble it down. <laughs> <laughs> I, the other thing I, I, I do enjoy how pretty much everybody they talk to uh, did the Andre impression of, hey, boss. <laughs> I'm all. <laughs> He's very hard to understand. Yeah, I think uh, I think I would have been pretty damn excited if. Oh no! Are we gonna lose power? The lights are flickering. Apparently, there's been power outages everywhere. Uh oh! In uh, in site B, is this site B? Yes. Yeah. So we've got some flickering lights here in site B. So hopefully, all right. Uh, let's push through. We got. <laughs> there's gonna be power outages. <laughs> it potentially could happen. Freezing rain in Southern Ontario. Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, have you watched any baseball at all? Uh, just a couple of the. Uh, O's J series. Right. Did you watch the one that they won? Uh, no. Uh, that's a shame. How did you feel about uh, the one game when Adam Jones was running to first and the, it was, I don't think it was a bunt. It was just like a, like a, it went to the pitcher. Oh right. no, to the catcher. And, or maybe it was just a wild pitch. Like he didn't catch it on a strikeout. And he ran to first. I can't remember, but he threw it at Adam Jones. Oh, and they said and he got, ran, which he like he he definitely started off on the interior of the baseline, right? And I would say one or two steps when the ball hit him, he was kind of on the line, and they said he was out because yeah. you're supposed to run on the opposite side of the That's line. That's right. How do you feel about that? Well, I mean, according to the rules, he's out, but it's kind of a stupid rule. But wouldn't you? I personally, after that happened would encourage my players to throw at any player running to first. <laughs> In hopes that maybe they stepped over the line? Just uh, take a look, see if they're on either side of the line, and throw it <laughs> right at them. Well, I suppose, yeah. Is that what we want this league to, to come to? I just don't think the catcher to first base trying to play happens. He wasn't even close to the first baseman's mitt. No, 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 no. Like, it was a terrible throw or an intentional throw. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he did throw intentionally to hit him. Anyway. I you know, it, it sucks, was arguing with, about this with my dad for about 40 minutes yesterday. That is a long time to argue <laughs> about anything, really. But, uh, you know, I think the O's are exactly where I expected them to be. You know, they'll probably be a little bit above 500 by the end of the season. Probably fourth place. I'm not quite sure even if that'll get there. Depending on what they, if they make trades or what happens with Machado. Is there any way that Machado is in an Oriole uniform next year? I want to say yes. Yeah. Like they have to pay somebody. I do have doubts, but. I definitely have doubts. <laughs> I think the the one problem this team is, has never been able to figure out how to develop starting pitchers. Yeah. And you know, they have no pitching, and and until they figure that out, that this is where they're going to be. I mean, you know, four years ago when they uh, won the division, you know, their pitching was wasn't bad, but it was the bullpen and the bullpen, and they hit a lot of home runs. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I've, I haven't watched too much baseball. Some Jays here and there, and I don't I don't like going too long without listening to the sweet sounds of Gary Thorne yeah. calling calling Orioles baseball games on. Masson. Do you have the package again this year? I'm assuming. Oh, I got the package, yeah. buddy. And we'll be TV. Yeah. 
I enjoy it because then I don't have to watch the games live if I don't want to. And uh, if I decide to see what the score is, I can only watch the games that they win and just live a happier lifestyle. Well, I, I don't know if I, you want me to mention this or not, but you have a brand new smartphone. I do. You can watch the games on there now. Get the MLB TV app. Well, no, it's a, sometimes I'm watching something else at the time. Right, but you could watch something on your TV and just look, to, look down oh. at the Orioles on your phone a little bit. I don't know if I'm ready to make that kind of a commitment I, to watch two, two televisions screens? at the oh, same time. Oh, he can definitely do it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's almost mandatory. Now, I've, I have done... Especially for baseball. I've done on MLB TV, I've done the four games mm -hmm. on the screen at one time. But uh, I don't know if I could watch like an episode of Law and & Order and a baseball game at the same time. I'm not sure I'm, I'm there yet. Yeah, I mean, it depends. clearly it's like, okay, you watch the Pelicans game on the big screen and... Right. Maybe baseball on the little screen. I just, you know, I I need I need to be able to hold my snacks and my beer. Or I'm I'm actually referring more to situations like you're on the pooper. Oh, how do you continue watching the game? I I I don't watch the television in the restroom. I don't. Okay. Are you saying I'm missing out? No, I'm just saying if it's a big play and you gotta go to the bathroom, you have a way to continue the experience. That's true. I wouldn't have to buy diapers anymore. That's right. What about NHL players? Have you watched any of that? Uh, yeah, I've watched some. Watched the so whole Leafs there's game. A, uh, they're only a couple days into it. But uh, did you see the uh, the Kadri hit that uh, got him the three-game suspension? Yes. It didn't look that bad to me. No, I, I don't. I, I don't know the rule. I think someone told me last night. I, I know very little about the actual rules of hockey. Right. Especially current rules. And I don't know if they legislate intent or actual like results. I think the fact that the uh, the puck wasn't anywhere near there anymore, and he probably had enough time to stop. Yeah, I mean, uh, the intent was there for sure. Oh yes, I, I don't like it. Didn't look that bad watching it, but it could have been way worse. Oh yeah. So I'm assuming that's where the suspension came from. I would think so. I too. think the Leafs would be better off without him. In the could be. Tonight. Uh. I, I do notice that uh, there's a, a a vicious circle with uh, Bruins fans and Leafs fans and Canadians fans. Yes. Where, you know, a Canadians fan will say, oh, that Marshawn and Kadri are the dirtiest players in the league. But forget that Brendan Gallagher is also part of that uh, trio of dirty players. Mar what about the Marshawn, like, open mouth? Yeah. He's a, he's a shit disturber. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. Yeah. I think he just tries to get under people's skin well, and he gets under to... my skin and I'm not even playing. Yeah. So he must be really he's really good at that. Yeah, like he's uh like like those other guys like Gallagher and like Kadri, he's a he's a real asshole out there yeah. and uh you know, gets under people's skin but uh scores a lot of goals. Yeah, he was good. He's yeah. very good. You know, Gallagher is the same way, you know, he gets thirty goals and I don't know if Kadri's at the Skill level as those two guys. No, I don't think so either. But uh, but you know they're it's it's the same thing. Like you know you don't want to look at your own guy, but you're yeah. you're super quick to point out the other players and uh, um you know and, and Twitter is the worst and uh, and sometimes it's the best to kind of follow along with uh, other people's discussions on this and and you know and there are like diehard Leafs fans be like be like you know I understand the suspension but. You know, I don't like the inconsistencies in the league because this person didn't get suspended. If, if, if the 
if that incident happened in a game between Anaheim and San Jose, that particular Leafs fan wouldn't give two shits about either one of those plays if anybody got suspended or whatever. And the only reason they care is because their guy got suspended and they want to know why this other guy didn't get suspended. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's just the way it goes, I guess, with being fans. Yeah. And that's the way I would. (laughs) (laughs) But you're also like a crazy person. I guess. Yeah. I think so. Anyway. Uh, do you want to quickly run through the first round of the NHL playoffs? I guess. Yeah. Just to, uh, I mean, I, I, I haven't like thought about it from a, because it reseeds in the NHL, it's a little tougher to. It's so it's the worst. Like it's just give me one through eight. That's all I want. Even in the past, though, they would re, they would rematch up based on who won, right? It's not like NBA where it's a a bracket essentially, right? Uh, so it's a little tougher to make predictions with the NHL, but I uh, I I guess overall. All right, so we got to, well, let's say like Tampa Bay who was first place in their division. They're playing against New Jersey, who was a wildcard team. Yes, I think Tampa Bay will win. And Boston and Toronto? Boston looked really good in game one. Sure did. I think Toronto is going to win. Okay. Uh, Washington, Columbus? I think Columbus is going to win. <laughs> okay. Pittsburgh and Philly? I think Pittsburgh is going to win. Talk about a uh, difference in their first two games. Yeah. Like, so who knows about that one? Uh, Nashville, Colorado, Nashville, Winnipeg, Minnesota. That is a cold series. Yes, <laughs> that is over essentially. Uh, Bruce Boudreaux was pretty funny last night. Yes. So I'd have to go to Swiss Chalet and Fourth Avenue, and <laughs> you're thinking the Peg, obviously, right? Uh yes. Vegas and the Kings. Vegas, and then Anaheim and San Jose. San Jose, right. So we pretty much agree on everything except one. You have Washington? No, they're the worst. They're, <laughs> they're, they're totally cursed. No, I have I have the Bruins winning over the Leafs. But that's, I mean, that could go seven games and be a coin flip, that series, I think. I, uh, I think Pittsburgh is going to win yet again. I think so, too. Um, do you think they're going to play Nashville again, or do you think it's going to be the Peg or Vegas? I think those are probably the three teams that most people think. I know who I'd want it to be. Who do you want it to be? Vegas. Right. Like Marc-Andre Fleury going against his replacement. You know, Gerald Gallant, who probably was was guaranteed winning coach of the year, getting fired by the Panthers. And now, you know, his team, like this (laughs) expansion team was amazing this year. Yeah. And they they are fun to watch, too. Their passing is really good. Do you think other teams going into Vegas and, you know, Maybe missing curfew the night before a game might have an effect on some of their games. No, no. Thugs uh, maybe regular threatening maybe to break thumbs regular season a bit. Yes. Right. Uh, so you want it to be Vegas? Who do you think it'll be? Uh, like uh, my my instinct is Nashville. Right. They are very good. I'm. Uh, I think I think Pittsburgh and, and Nashville again, like the environments and those games are going to be super loud and super mm-hmm. exciting. Um, part of me would like to see the peg get in there, uh, mm-hmm. the whiteout. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I'm going to say Nashville, Pittsburgh. Is that what it, that's what it was last, it was last year? Right? year yeah. yeah. But uh, I think the um, there's going to be some some pretty good playoff hockey. Uh, 
So I'm I'm going to try to actually catch more. I think I only watched maybe half a dozen games during the regular season. So, mm. but uh, but let's talk about the NBA. Yes. So normally when we do these, like we often talk about how much the first round is going to suck. That is true. You know, that is a common thing over the last couple of years. It just it doesn't seem to be very exciting going in. However, looking at the matchups, I could make a good argument that of the eight matchups, six of them could go to seven games. Oh, I, I think so too. I think there could be some huge upsets. Absolutely. Um, so what do you want to do? Do you want to talk about the Eastern Conference or do we want to talk about the West where our teams reside? Let's start with the East. Let's start with the get East. it out of the way. Okay. Um, so, you know, Toronto um, wins the Eastern Conference, has the, the best record. I've watched quite a f- few or parts of Raptors games as of late. Um, they're a good basketball team. Great bench. You know, they uh, did have the benefit of a of a weakened Cavs team and a severely weakened Celtics team this season. I mean, if if Boston has uh, both Kyrie Irving and uh, Haywood, they're a completely different team. Well, I agree with Boston. I don't think it's a weakened Cavs team. They've just been bad. Right, and then they restructured and, and then they changed restructured, their whole team. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't, I would say that's more on Cleveland than it is Toronto's benefit. But yeah, Boston has definitely seen a lot of injuries. Well, I mean, Toronto benefited that Cleveland, uh, the they or, overestimated what LeBron could do basically on his own, and what except I guess, against Toronto when he beats Toronto. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, um. I don't think anybody thought that uh, um, Isaiah would be as disappointing as he was. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's a, a. They knew he was injured going. They, into the they season, knew he probably so. wasn't going to show up until January or so. But I, I don't think anybody realized that they would not mix in any way. Yeah, that's true. So that is a big factor. Good call. Uh, all right, so Toronto and Washington, like. This, I, I want to be, pick Washington, right? Because this is going to be a good series. Because I mean, uh, you could argue that Washington has the two best players. Yeah, I would, in the series, I would say that uh, with Bradley Beal and John Wall, and uh, you know, Washington has been a thorn in the Raptors' side quite a bit. I know I've said this many, many times. I know what you're going to say Dwayne Casey <laughs> will will not win and not go to the finals. I've seen it again. Every year I see the same thing. When it comes down to overtime or late game possessions, it becomes hero ball with DeRozan and Lowry. And if he hasn't coached that to stop, nothing has changed. Right. They are a good team. He is a hustle coach, not a strategy coach. And that may work in the regular season. It does not work in the playoffs. No, you're he absolutely right. He will be right. out in the first round or second round, guaranteed. I hope they're not. I actually really like the Raptors now. Right. I hope they can like, learn how to play better in crunch time scenarios without relying ridiculously on triple-teamed fadeaways and like terrible shots from their stars. So I think actually not having Patrick Patterson is a good thing. 
he was a born choker in the playoffs. Right. I think uh, they're a born choker. <laughs> he was. He's like, I, I'm a born choker. I know. I recognize it. He's a born choker. You are? Oh, yeah. I'm born choker. Really? Oh, yeah. If the pressure's on, I fold. Oh, my God. <laughs> Big time. Uh, so he, uh, I don't think it's going to happen again. I really think they need a different coach. Uh, and again, I've always thought like Lowry is super intense, plays at a high level in the regular season. I think other players might not be as dialed in in the regular season and they catch up to that gap lessens in the playoffs. Right. Uh, I have Toronto going through, but ultra bold would be Washington sweeps them or beats them in five games or less. Oh, wow. I thought, I think like this one for me is a seven game series. I think, um, and from the outset, it looks like it's a coin flip just from you, you look at the, you know, Washington has the two best players. They've been, you know, Toronto's kryptonite often. And, uh, and yeah, like, Dwayne Casey's Charlie Brown, man. He's just a sad sack. Well, I will admit, I watch a lot of games, and the, the Raptors also tend not to get the benefit, benefit of the doubt from refs. Okay. Especially yeah. that one OKC game was ri- ridiculous. Uh, I think that's a factor. I, I'm actually really pulling for them, and I hope Dwayne Casey proves that I'm truly an idiot. Could he be coach of the year? <laughs> he should not be. He should not be, but no. can you see him winning it? <clears throat> no. I mean, what Utah did, what uh, Bo- I mean, Portland, Boston. I don't even know who Portland's coach is. <laughs> it's, uh, isn't it still Stotts? Or... Is it? I don't know. Uh Either way, like if this is one year. You know, when you when you say, "Oh, it should be Popovich every year," right? It shouldn't be this no. year. Uh, I actually think. I mean, I hate him. I, I, I hate's a strong word. I'm not a fan of Alvin Gentry, right? But what he's man, their offense has gotten a lot better, and having Boogie go down and still make the run that they did. I mean, a lot of it's Anthony Davis, but so I, who, I think he deserves at who's least. Who's the odds-on favorite? For coach of the year, yeah, I would assume Brad Stevens. Yeah, that's true. Not Houston's coach. But, no, D'Antoni. No, not the Sixers coach. Mm, possibly. Who is that again? Uh, Brett. Uh, something. Some. I can't yeah. remember. Brett something. <laughs> no, it is. It, yeah. I just. I, anyway. That's okay. So anyway, so Toronto, Washington. Who's your? Who are you picking? Toronto. Toronto. I'm picking the Wizards. Okay. Next one, uh, Cleveland, Indiana. Probably the best spot that Cleveland could be in. They are very fortunate, I think. Unless they were playing the Raptors first round. <laughs> I am picking Cleveland. Yeah, I, I, I can't I can't see them losing four games to the Pacers. I mean, Oladipo is is good, mm-hmm. but uh they're not uh they're not beating LeBron four times. I would love it if they did. It would be amazing. It'd be hilarious if they did. Another intriguing matchup, Sixers and the Heat. Yes. This is an all other. I think Philly's won 16 games in a row going into the playoffs. And uh, the Heat have kind of struggled going in. But, uh, you know, Eric Spolcher is a a good coach. And uh, I think the Heat, they they were a surprising team. I did not think they'd win 44 games this year. Well, I, I think I had them making the playoffs. I think it's a four or five seed. I don't remember. 
But they, after the All-Star break last season, they were amazing. I think yeah. they had only had like five losses or something. So things were improving there. I still have Philly winning this series. Even with Dwayne Wade. Yes. <laughs> Especially with Dwayne Wade. Uh, yeah, I also have the Sixers uh, winning this one. Again, this could also go seven games. Um, is Ben Simmons your rookie of the year? I mean, it's close. But I think he's what? 18, 8, and 8, or 28, and 8. Right. Pretty close to. I know nobody wants to see, talk about triple doubles anymore, that's but right. that, yeah. that's a pretty impressive stat line for a rookie. Who's he. Who could win instead of him? Rookie of the year. Oh, from Utah. Right. Uh, yeah. I don't know why I can't think of his name right now. Um, Guest of the I Am Rappaport podcast. I, why can't I think of his name? I don't know. I can't think of but his name either. He is very good. The, now the, he won the dunk contest. Right. I don't know why. I can't the one that. argument that you can be made is that Ben Simmons had the benefit of having a whole year being around NBA players, NBA coaches, everything about the NBA, and he just sitting there probably learned a lot about NBA basketball and how the game is played. I don't. You don't think that that was a benefit? No. Really? That, I, I've heard that argument uh, maybe a little bit. You still have to show up on the court. It's true. Fair enough. Why can't I think of his name? So not Lonzo. <laughs> no, definitely not. I would, I would, I still think Lonzo is going to be really good. Though. I think so too. Donovan Mitchell. There you are. There we go. I would give it to Ben Simmons. I would also do that too. I think uh, he's got that. Um, and then another, you know, a, a pretty intriguing series. And I think this is a tough one for the Celtics as well. I mean, uh, playing Milwaukee, playing Giannis, the Greek freak. And uh, I am sick of hearing about the Greek freak. I'll he's, be he's a good basketball player. He's very good. Right. And, you know, Kyrie's out. People love to build him up, and they don't yeah. like to talk about Anthony Davis, which is what bothers me. Well, we'll, we'll get to Anthony Davis in a minute. Fuck the Greek freak. But uh, I, I can, again, this is another one that could go seven games because, you know, Boston is, they're in trouble. You know, mm. they're, you know, if they get past the first round, probably not getting past round two. Um, they... This whole bracket, though, this portion, these four teams, if any team gets hot or is playing well, it's pretty easy to make the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, yeah, I can like see the, that. It, the, the other bracket with Cleveland and Toronto and Washington is a little tougher. Well, yeah, because you know Toronto is the best team in the Eastern Conference, and, and there's always LeBron James is the, is the other key. I mean, nobody really wants to play well, Cleveland. Yeah. And obviously, the worst part is Kyrie Irving having surgery. Yes. Like, everyone wanted Boston-Cleveland for the Eastern Conference Final. Yes. It would have been amazing. But, uh, so you... Uh, I will pick Milwaukee in this series. You're going to say Milwaukee, even though you're so sick of Giannis, you think they're going to beat the Celtics in round one? I do. Seven games or easier than that? Five. Even with Brad Stevens? No, six, six. Probable coach of the year. I. He's going to come up with something pretty good for this team. I think so. Yeah, I say Milwaukee. I mean, they still ended up being second. I'm not changing. All right. Who are you taking? I'm taking the Celtics. 
Okay. <laughs> it would have been funny if I took Milwaukee. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you want to move further than that? Or do you want to jump to the Western? Or do you want to no, keep going? No, let's keep, keep finish going. the East, yeah. So you've got Toronto playing Cleveland. Cleveland. And you've got... Cleveland. Yeah. It's, I, I've got Washington playing Cleveland, and I've got Cleveland moving on. You've got Philly playing Milwaukee. And I've got Philly moving on. And I also have Philly beating Boston. Uh, so we've got Philly versus Cleveland in the Eastern Conference Finals. And who are you picking? Cleveland. Cleveland. <laughs> picking LeBron James. Yeah, I just I don't know how you, you can't. I mean, the experience is there. And uh, he's the best player in the league. Yeah. And he, I always love LeBron lately. He's getting a little... Like his attitude and stuff like that is getting a little obnoxious. So he he does uh, he doesn't hide his ego. Like I'm not I'm to. not rooting for him the way I used to root for him. Let's say right. Do you still think he's uh, better than Michael Jordan? I sure do. I think he is hands down, unquestionably the best basketball player to ever play the game. And that's why no one takes you seriously. I love. Did you see the Twitter th- breakdown? Someone of all the excuses people make for right right uh, yeah. uh, no one plays d now and it, show, it shows jordan going against like the worst d you've ever seen <laughs> like <laughs> it was like all of these gifts of it was laughable it was so true i love it it's 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 a different league though it's not it sure is it's a hell of a lot less violent no yes it is disagree less intentional violence it's still a very physical league now. And yeah, but I mean, there was... there was And the idea that these players couldn't adjust to that. Like, LeBron, he'd be helpless in this other league where they played, where Bill Wennington played. Get real. First of all, that was a great reference. <laughs> I mean, it's a joke. LeBron is amazing. Uh, you're hilarious. All right. East or Western Conference. Uh, let's start at the top again. Houston versus Minnesota. Minnesota makes the playoffs. I watched the final game. Congratulations to them. One of the like sloppiest last five minutes of basketball in overtime I've ever seen right. in my life. And uh, their reward for making the playoffs is playing the Rockets. You know I hate Houston. <laughs> I know you hate Houston, but can you really make an argument that the Timberwolves can beat Houston? Yes. Give it to me then. And everyone is just kissing Houston into the Western Conference Finals. They are the softest team ever. Even their tough guys are gone now, like Corey Brewer and a few. They are wimps. And Minnesota are bullies. Right. And they have Tom Thibodeau coaching them. And they will get so physical with these guys. And it all depends. If the refs decide uh, we're going to call everything and give James Harden 30 free throws a game, which could happen. Which probably will happen. I don't think they will. The playoffs huh. are officiated differently. Huh. And Chris Paul, he does not. He used the same technique against Golden State. He would get very physical with Steph Curry and frustrate him and almost beat him until Blake. We're on the path to beating them until Blake Griffin got hurt. If there's any team out of the the West besides Golden State and possibly OKC that I could see giving Houston trouble, it is Minnesota. Okay. And ultra bold pr- prediction, 
Minnesota knocks out Houston first round. Wow. I don't have it in my, but that is, I could see that happening. Although I have a lot of respect about the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota, <laughs> I, I still think like Houston in five. I just, I, I don't see this as being a series. Have you seen James Harden collapse in every playoff series he's been in? Yes. Yes. Have I seen him on possessions dribble two feet above the three-point line for 10 seconds and chuck a three? Yes. Sure. That is not going to work in the playoffs, bud. He has learned from his mistakes. I saw it happen this past week. I watched him. He's still doing it. Uh, do you think he's the MVP? I, In my opinion, absolutely not. Is he going to win the MVP? Yes. Who do you think should be MVP? Anthony Davis. It's not even close. Is he going to be even in the top three in votes? Yeah, he'll be two. You think he'll be number two? Yeah. Huh. Over Damian Lillard? Oh, guaranteed. Yeah. He's going to be in there, though. Not only, and this is a true MVP. Okay. He shares the limelight with his uh, a fellow who probably would have been all-NBA center had right. he continued. And he could have dominated. Clearly, we see it now. He's dominating. He was trying to accommodate... DeMarcus Cousins, so they would both shine so and you, make the team better. Do you think they're better without Boogie? I don't think they're better, but uh, for whatever reason, now it's putting Anthony Davis in the limelight where he belongs. Right. I think it was noble of him, and honestly, I think he learned a lot from Boogie. Boogie was fighting every game and passionate, and I would see Anthony Davis like, sometimes being in space land on defense and other things. But uh, ultimately, I mean, it sucks now. They can basically get nothing for him in a trade. So why do you think that I th- his contract's up? Right. Unless, oh, right. Yeah. Unless he wants an extra year for a sign and trade or something like that. But so his contract is that he's got one more year. No, I think I'm pretty sure this is last year. He's not a free agent. Yeah. Is he really? I think so. Yeah. Oh, boogie. Not Boogie, Anthony, yes, yeah. not Davis. Davis has got another two, I think. Two, yes. Uh, but it's, I mean, they have a lo- they're not a deep team. They're not right. a great team. No. And he has played out of his mind. Sure has. I can't wait to see that Anthony The fact Davis that they put together the nine wins in a row and now five wins at the end of the season is remarkable. Houston, James Harden, uh, I just, I, I hate his game. I hate his game. <laughs> I like when uh, I chuckled at your suggestion of Anthony Davis, the serious look on your face. (laughs) (laughs) What was that sound? Don't worry about it. (laughs) So, I mean, I'm not saying James Harden is not good at basketball. He is very good at basketball. Oh, man. But I don't like his game. I think he chokes in the playoffs. Again, I'm a born choker. Right. I recognize born chokers. He's a born choker. And, uh, yeah, so ultra bold. Houston's out first round, but I have them winning right here. Okay. <laughs> and that's why it's ultra bold. Right. Uh, OKC versus Utah. I have OKC winning. I mean, there's a subplot, which we'll get to, which I think the NBA is going to push for heavily in the Western Conference through officiating and other means. What's the subplot? The, what the Western Conference finals will be which is Oklahoma City versus Golden State, Durant versus Westbrook. Well, I, I, I will say um, I don't think the referees would need to really do much to 
make sure that happens. I'm I'm not even saying that necessarily, but if they need to, right. if they need, you know, a technical against the way Draymond Green got a technical in the NBA finals to swing the course of NBA history. Right. Those things could happen. Sure. Uh, in order, if need be, to assist Golden State and Oklahoma City matching up in the Western Conference Finals. So I have Oklahoma City winning this. Again, the same way I thought they'd get into the playoffs, purely on star power and free throw attempts. So Westbrook and Paul George yeah. shooting a lot of free throws. Yes. And playing good D and being very good as well. But yeah, I hope Utah wins. I really like them. And Portland. And I hope the all the teams nobody likes wins for the record. Right. Got <laughs> That's it. what I want to happen. Sure. I hate when good teams win or popular teams win. So there really isn't a popular team choice between Portland and the Pelicans. No, those aren't really popular now, teams either one. I've watched some Portland New Orleans games this year and Port New Orleans was crushing them so many times and choked in the fourth quarter. And Are you concerned? No. No. I think that's a different team. Okay. I have New Orleans all the way. All the way. Potentially ultra bold sweeping the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> You're the best to do podcasts with, man. <laughs> ultra bold will be a sweep by the New Orleans Pelicans. Ushering in the Anthony Davis. Oh, maybe we should have made him MVP when he's in the second round and James Harden is playing golf. So what is... Okay, so that's your ultra bold this week. What is most likely to happen in this series? I think out of all the series in the West, uh, just in terms of betting, gambling, it's the biggest toss-up by right. far. Uh, I think it's 62% chance Portland wins. Every, and this is... I uh, just I want to make something clear. Okay, I meant thank thank you. Okay, thank you for not saying anything and letting okay. me c get to this conclusion. Got it. I am not saying Port or New Orleans is going to sweep. Okay, I also think ultra bold Portland will sweep New Orleans okay. in some. It's because every talking head I've seen make predictions or uh, voice on a podcast making predictions like this thing's going seven. This is a seven game series. This is a long one. Like, how do you, where do these predictions come from? Why do you think it's going to be a long series? Just because it's a close margin of victory? It's insane. <laughs> like, it's such an arbitrary thing to say, this thing's going seven. Bullshit. It's got just as likely a chance of going seven as most series do. Sure. Except unless it's like a, a super a powerhouse playing a shitbox team with injured players. That's why I'm going against the talking heads and saying either way, it's good at most a five game series at most. So, and that's not even ultra bold. That's just bold. So a bold prediction most likely to happen will be a five game series or less of, okay. For either team, but, <laughs> but I think ultra bold New Orleans will sweep them. Got it. Uh, and, then, and now I've just cursed my team. Sure. You have. Uh, Golden State. They will lose tonight. <laughs> San Antonio. Uh, I, I've watched, like, the Spurs. Yeah. They have been the bane of my existence. Sure. I've watched my beloved New Orleans Hornets and beloved New Orleans Pelicans get tuned up by the Spurs again yeah. and again and again. This year, no Kawhi. No Kawhi. This team is bad. They're 
this probably <laughs> especially on the road this will be the last year that i think people are going to be even talking about the spurs for quite some time i mean because next year i mean again we don't know if parker and Joel are going to be back but even if they do come back they're not going to be factors they're going to be that much older um who knows what's happening with Kawhi? That situation it's, is so weird. It's his last year in his contract there next season, so who knows? Very strange. Yes. But I would love San Antonio to beat Golden State just because I believe Wes, I can't remember what round it was last year. Golden State versus San Antonio. It might have been first round. San Antonio was up by, I think, 30 points. It wasn't first round. No? No. Okay. They were by game one up by 30 points. And then that piece of shit, Zaja Pachulia, right. took out Kawhi for the entire series. And they came back and won that game. We need some karma for that. Something has to happen. I mean, there's no, probably not going to be any Steph Curry in the first round. That's what they've said. I believe. Possibly second, I think. I just don't think the Spurs are even good enough right now. I uh, no Kawhi. I mean, there. Like, I mean, Rondo, Rajon Rondo made a mess of the Spurs on yeah. the final game of the season. Yeah. So, I'm picking Golden State. Would love it, absolutely love it if the Spurs beat them. Yeah, I'm also picking Golden State. All right. So, who did who did you take in Portland, New Orleans? I didn't say. I didn't want to say. <laughs> who are you taking? Portland. All right. Good. <laughs> So you have Houston winning. Yeah, OKC. You have Houston and OKC. Just, like, you, as, just like me, yeah, I've got uh, OKC winning. Uh, so who do you have between uh, Houston and OKC? OKC. You have OKC beating Houston. Yes. And if, if Minnesota doesn't. Right. So I, I definitely have OKC emerging from that side of the bracket in the Western Conference final. So I still have Houston winning. Okay. Uh, and I've got Golden State. Being... I can't wait till Eric Gordon <laughs> fails miserably and Ryan Anderson starts chucking bullshit threes like he did with the Pelicans. When did these guys get amazing again? It's such bullshit. I hate Eric Gordon. I hope this team rots. <laughs> hey, it's good that you're not doing this with emotion. Okay. Okay, see? And... They will play the winner of Golden State and New Orleans in mine and Golden State and Portland in yours. Mm -hmm. And I have Golden State. All right. Well, at least you're not crazy. <laughs> but, uh, yes, I have Golden State as well moving into the Western Conference Final. And I have them beating Houston. And once again, Golden State versus Cleveland in the NBA Finals. I have the exact same. <laughs> And who do you have winning in NBA, in the NBA Finals? I do have Golden State winning this time. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Easily. Yeah. Why do we even talk about this? They're going to win it all. <laughs> Such a waste of time. <laughs> Just delete this like, whole show. Get all excited about these first round matchups. Who cares? Golden State's winning. It's So there you have it. That's our uh, NBA predictions. I got a question for you. Okay. Be even though you are super busy, did you have a chance to watch any of WrestleMania? No. None at all. Nothing. It was a seven-hour show. Heard it was very long. It was long. Heard a lot of people were not happy with it. Uh, I thought... You loved it, though. I thought it was the greatest WrestleMania up until 
the last three matches. That's usually supposed to be the best three matches. Yeah. I mean, uh, I I was super disappointed in AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. That was the one that I was looking forward to the most. They did a uh, a heel turn at the end of the match, which explains why the match was the way it was, because they're going to build probably a trilogy. Uh, and I felt that the, they were both holding back, and I was disappointed in the match. And then the, there was a tag match involving a 10-year-old boy, which I just didn't really care about. It was kind of funny. Um, and uh, the last match was kind of ruined because of the crowd. Uh, mm-hmm. They didn't particularly care about Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns. What was the chant they were doing? Uh, they did a whole bunch of different chants. Uh, this this is awful. This, this match is sucks. Awful. This match sucks. They did. Uh, you know, even though they got, you know, a pretty hard hitting main event, they got a lot of blood in this main event, and they got a surprise ending of this main event, and they still weren't happy because they just. People can't just, they just don't like uh, the way Roman Reigns is kind of at the forefront. This is his fourth WrestleMania row in the main event. I mean, I don't watch wrestling and I agree. Right. He's the lamest <laughs> superstar in wrestling ever. But people say he, he's a bad wrestler, but he's a good wrestler. I mean, I he, don't, no he, one cares how good a wrestler yeah, is. I know, but he has good matches. That's what um, I don't get, you know? I, again, it's so clear to me watching. That Andre Doc and old wrestling, right? And then I was watching, obviously, led to watching Macho Man interviews, sure, all week. Oh yeah, the, the uh, it it was it was so better. much better. As a kid, I I enjoyed it so much better. There's parts of it now that I think are better. Like the actual matches are, you know, seventy percent, eighty percent better than what they used to be. Because back then, um, other than like when I watched the WWF growing up. Other than, you know, Savage and Steamboat and, like, the Hart Foundation and the Bulldogs, most of the matches were terrible. Yeah. You yeah. know? And then, you know, there was... You got good matches They from, are formalities. Right. You got better matches with with uh, Bret Hart and Mr. Perfect and Shawn Michaels. But, but for the rest of that, not good. I have to admit, even as a child, in my heart of hearts, those matches were formalities. Yeah. It was who's going to win, who's going to be champion... What's the next rivalry? What's the next insane story with someone rising from the dead like The Undertaker right. or Papa Shango? Yeah. And that's gone. Yeah. I mean, and I loved Stone Cold Steve Austin, but other than his WrestleMania 13 match with Bret Hart, all of his matches are awful. You know, it's just they're all I, kick I, punch, I, kick punch, kick punch, stunner, yeah. and it's over. I still can't believe no one has attempted like a retro wrestling league where it is more like focused on insane stories and characters than actual wrestling and, I just, I, yeah. and getting good writers rather than good wrestlers. I think now the way the, the business is, is there are more people who prefer to watch the good matches as opposed to the storylines. And uh, that just seems to be where a lot of the wrestling fans are looking because uh, the performances now are, are just off the charts and the expectations are just so huge. Um, if you want to watch like good storylines and good matches, I think you should watch a lot of the, uh, the NXT shows that are 
they they have their little pay-per-views that are before like uh the big five rest wwe events so they have the night before wrestlemania and SummerSlam. they have their um so they only have like five storyline ending shows a year and they're all amazing the storylines are great it's good storytelling um but i think that's kind of what that is but uh overall like you know i wasn't bored mm-hmm. even though after seven hours of wrestling and finishing all my snacks and just you know enjoying my beverages still had a good time and uh you know gold dust is still out there that's right in the battle royal man i uh battle royals are amazing i yes. wish there was more battle royals they had two that's pretty good yeah a women's and a men's i'm yeah. assuming yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, they, they have those kind of early on in the, in the show and as the crowd is still coming in. And, um, you know, I just, I enjoy a good battle royal. See, on the, uh, at the end of this month, um, they're doing another Royal Rumble. Have you heard about this? No, this is, um, this is sacred territory. Well, here's the thing. Uh, they're getting a lot of money from the country of Saudi Arabia to have a show there. And, you know, unfortunately there only the men can perform, but they're having, <laughs> and they're still going, <laughs> they're going because it's a lot of money. Um, and they're showing it on the network. It's a, a 50 man Royal rumble and seven title matches called the greatest Royal rumble ever. I, I did not hear about this at all. Yeah. That's, at rather short notice, this all came together. Hmm. But, I mean, it's, like, like even though, like, you know, John Cena doesn't wrestle all the time, he's there, Chris Jericho's there, The Undertaker's there. I mean, even though those guys are only part-time, they're bringing all of the big guns there to uh, to do this show. Yeah, I think the internet's kind of killed wrestling a bit, too, yeah. for me. Like, Could very, everyone you know, kind of knows... The inside workings of wrestling and... I mean, you can choose to not if you yeah. wanted to, but uh, a lot of people like to know. I'm, and the one thing I will say about WrestleMania, the, the match that I thought was the best and the, and the, the most fun was, was Ronda Rousey's match. I've heard it was really good. It was unbelievable. Like, she put on an amazing performance. I mean, her, her timing was good and she had, like, great facials. And uh, I think, you, you know, you need that to be a, 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 a good... Uh, because like, like you know Hulk Hogan his his facials in the <laughs> ring they were amazing right yeah you know and as a kid you're like oh my god like you know you, like you really thought that he was in pain when he's when he's getting his back raked by Kamala that right? back rake oh it, my god most painful thing a man can endure and then the claw <laughs> there's nothing like that but anyway um it was it was a good show overall and I I enjoyed I enjoyed it. Uh, just a little update. Golden State is up twenty-eight to fourteen at the end of the first quarter over San Antonio. Kind of what we thought. Just give them the title. Yeah. Any anything? Any other updates happening no. right now? No. no other games. Nope. How are the uh, the Orioles doing against the Red to Sox? Two. Nine to two. Yeah, Red Sox are pretty good. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, starting off pretty hot. Uh, let's see what else we want to talk about. Um, I think we're getting towards near the end of the show, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you want to do some uh, sack time? Absolutely. Uh, if you want to uh, send us a question or a comment, you can uh, do it by email, balljunkpodcast.gmail.com, or you can uh, tweet to me. 
at uh, Ball Junk Podcast. I totally forgot or, what it was. Or, or, the, or gas the Gas Man, Man Lives. Or at Dirty Frank, Three Hours and Dirty. Update. There Update. was a buzzer beater. A buzzer beater? In that end of that quarter. It's actually 28-17. Ooh, a three-pointer right at the mm-hmm. end. Breaking news. That's Good job. completely irrelevant to listeners yeah. at this point. That's true. But it's kind of crazy that this is what happens when you trust the internet. You see a score, and it was wrong. Fake news. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, yeah, thanks for uh, sending us these questions. So let's get to it. Uh, we got a tweet from uh, Peter Harrison, at slow and quiet. Says, looking forward to the Andre talk. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, what are yours and mine best wrestlers of all time? Thank you. Hashtag giant balls. Uh, mine is that would, favorite or best favorite favorite we should say favorite yeah. of all time. Uh, I th- we might've done this before. I, I think we've gone over a list. Hulk like, Hogan. Right. Jake, the snake Roberts. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, mm-hmm. and I'll put in Macho Man. Uh, for me, uh, the Hitman, Bret Hart, Rookie of the Dragon, Steamboat, and the British Bulldogs. No Piper, eh? We should probably. Uh, Piper, he's, he's up there, but those were my go-to ones. All right. And, uh, and when I'm on the network, that's those are the guys that I watch, you know, and Mr. Perfect as well. Uh, all right, uh, we got one from Jody Crisp at Jody L Crisp. I wonder if he's related to uh, Cookie Crisp. <laughs> That's your Cocoa Crisp or Cocoa Crisp <laughs> or Cullen Crisp, the bad guy in Kindergarten Cop. Have you ever had uh, Cookie Crisp cereal before? I think I had it once as a child. And I don't think I've ever it had it. Too much. That's it's really just cookies with milk, right? No, uh, it's it's different, but it it's, is different. Yeah. Mm. Especially there's no Oreo cereal. They have those new really thin Oreos, maybe. Put them in a are bowl those the ones milk? you? Those are the Oreos you eat when you're watching your weight? I think so, yeah. Don't you just eat more than what you should anyway? I guess, but yeah. put some milk on them. Yeah, that's, that's delicious. Uh, all right. Jody says, Woo! That's how we started it. <laughs> I need a complete breakdown of your opinion on the Lakers season and what free agent moves you are predicting, Greg. Well, I think uh, overall, I think the Lakers had a pretty successful season. You know, there were 10 teams in the league that were worse than them, which was a huge improvement than last year. Um, They're giving away their first round draft pick, but it's, you know, unless they win the lottery, it's not going to be that stupendous of a pick. So not too bad. Um, I think they are going to expect a lot more out of Lonzo Ball. I think Magic's going to spend a lot more time with Lonzo, especially in the offseason. Okay, hypothetically. Right. Rumors are true. LeBron goes to L.A. Right. Is Lonzo gone immediately? No. No? No. It's kind of what happened with Wiggins and any other young talent when he went to Cleveland. Yeah, I, well, I think they're they're going to need the young talent. I mean... Uh, well, we'll see when uh, when LeBron writes his letter, <laughs> who's yeah. included with who he wants to well, play I just, with. I feel like LeBron wants the ball in his hands, and that's well, Le- kind of what well, Le- Le- Lonzo needs to thrive. Right. But I think if nobody will expect him to shoot more if he's passing it to LeBron James. Yeah. 
So that might work out. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Uh, so I think I think Lonzo's got room to grow, and I think he will improve, but he definitely needs to be better. I think Brandon Ingram was awesome. I think Kuzma was great. You know, I like uh, I like Pope. I think Julius Randle had a tremendous season. He was awesome this year. Uh, I think what's I don't know what LeBron's going to do. I think more than likely Paul George is going to go to the Lakers. Um, and if you know, and if LeBron decides to stay in Cleveland, then I think they've you know they'll just play with Paul George on that team, and they'll get a little bit better. You know, maybe kiss that eighth seed. And then I think Kawhi would probably be a good addition to that team after next season. And then I think we'll see what what happens with that team. I think they, you know, I, I think they're on the up. You know, it might still be a couple more seasons until, um, and some, you know, free agent signings that work out well for them to be able to have home court advantage in the playoffs, but uh, I don't think it's going to be long until they're in the playoffs again. Yeah, uh, heavily dependent on free agents. Yeah, I mean that's uh, they they do have good young players, but I don't think they uh, this team is is uh, good enough to 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 be a contending team. I mean they've got a lot of talent, okay, and, and they but- will get better, but I don't think those players are going to be good enough to be. Because you got you now, you need to have you need to have two superstars on your team basically to win. Let's say LeBron and Paul George went there, right? This off season, yes. Would they be the favorite in the West? I think going into the season, I think they would be. Okay, um, but uh, you know, barring any injuries, uh, I still think Golden State is probably a better team. Um, I think they'd be better than Houston. That's another rumor destination for LeBron. Yeah. So, but uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm pleased with where they are, and I think they're going to get better. Uh, and hopefully, they'll be lucky with uh, some free agent signings. And then who knows? Maybe in uh, three years, that's where the bra will be. He'll be in L.A. Uh, if things don't play out well, he'll he'll request a trade earlier than that. Yeah, guaranteed. Yeah, you're probably right. But it won't be a sign and trade, I don't think. Yeah, I mean the superstars like to sign shorter deals now. Yeah, but we'll see. You'll be sad if uh, he ever plays for the Lakers, won't you? Yes, yeah. yes, I will. Did you uh, did you fall for his uh, April Fool's gag? No, no. It's pretty good though. He got a lot of people. Really? I think he I think he fooled a lot of people. I mean, it would be a terrible move to. Like your brand to destroy your brand, but I have to admit he did look better without the brow. He did. Um, I think it would be horrible if uh, you know if he was uh, you know this summer spending time with some friends and family, and he was grilling over that barbecue, and there's a little too much uh, chicken fat that falls out, and it shoots up flames, and his eyebrow gets burnt off. What his is that entire be eyebrow? Yeah, his entire eyebrow. <laughs> It'd be crazy. Imagine if he went from brow to browless. Browless. Be a f- scary look. Yeah, it would be. He'd be. Maybe he'd be a better player. Doubt it. Doubt it. He's pretty good though. He's not the MVP. Any quick thoughts on the Lakers? No, I. I Did you think they were better than they pr- probably could have been? No, I think they were right about what I expected. Yeah. 
if anything, a little more disappointing. You think? Yeah. You think they could have made the playoffs? Well, that was your expectation? They were putting a run on for a while there. I thought they yeah. might have had a chance to be close anyway. But after the trade with Cleveland, it... They had some injuries, too. I mean, Ingram missed, a, missed some time. Lonzo missed some time. Well, how much did Isaiah Thomas play? Not much. No? No. Because yeah, he ended up having uh, surgery as well. Yeah. I don't know. I think he's... Is he done, kind of? Like, he's not like a, a top-tier player with, I, his, uh, with his injuries. I never thought he was top-tier, no. so... Uh, all right, here's one from uh, Mitch. Said, uh, "Hey guys, love the show. Two questions for you. First, what are both of your thoughts on Manny Machado's switch to shortstop and his future? Uh, I think he's still going to be awesome this year, mm-hmm. and uh, I I hope he stays. Yeah, it's not looking good as no. we mentioned earlier, but he's. It, I mean, he's hitting very good this season. Is he a done deal to the Yankees?" I don't think so. I think that he's going to have a lot of offers. One of which could be Washington. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, was Aaron doubtful Ju- he would ever go to Boston? Right? Like they hate him yeah. in Boston. Was Aaron Judge tampering with his comments? I don't remember what his comments I don't know. were. Uh, last question is for Frank. Considering the <laughs> the total lack of success of the teams you root for. <laughs> I'm a born choker. <laughs> Do you feel that you or those teams are cursed? Um, I'm going to, I don't think so. I don't think my teams are cursed. I think for other reasons, the other, the teams I don't root for are blessed, be it by the league or officials or larger markets. Uh, there seems to be a blessing of certain teams not so much a cursing of others. I happen to cheer for teams that are not blessed to be in big markets, blessed to have refs give them every calls, blessed to have every superstar sign with them, blessed to garner large television ratings. You're staring a hole through me. If you want to say that that means we're cursed, go ahead. I don't say that, sir. (laughs) I say we are not blessed. Hashtag not blessed. Which team do you think has the best chance of winning a championship before the others? Hmm. Who could be the most blessed? Probably not the Pelicans. No, I mean, I'm going to say this. This is what I'm going to say. It is the Pelicans. Oh. And they will not be the Pelicans when they win. Oh. They will be the Seattle Supersonics when they win. I think that team is moving, eh? I pray that it moves. Would they keep these? There's no one at these games. Would they keep the Supersonics name? It makes me name? sick to my stomach. Could it be a different Seattle team name, or does it have to be the Supersonics? I don't know. I think they would go back to Supersonics. Could it be the Seattle Starbucks? No. no. If they did that, I would move to Seattle the day that that happened. Really? I'm pretty, I would try to, yeah. They would play out of the uh, Starbucks King Center? <laughs> That's where WrestleMania did a lot of their... Their show was at the football stadium, but yeah. the, uh, the, the weren't the awards at the the Smoothie King the Center? Hall of Fame plus the NXT show plus Raw and SmackDown were all at uh, the Smoothie King Center. Beautiful Smoothie King Center. They said it a lot on the on the WWF television over those those five days, and it just made me think of that creepy baby. Yep, what a beauty. <laughs> Uh, okay, so the next one is from uh, Matthew. 
Coratore. Or Corator. Corator. Coratore. I don't know. Sorry, Matt. Hi, ball fuckers. <laughs> Why has Kevin Durant changed so much since he went to Golden State? He was well-liked and mild-mannered in OKC, and now he's a petulant bad boy. He gets ejected all the time and mouths off to the media. Is this an act? Is he trying to bolster his brand and put on a new image? Or is the exposure in a more high-profile market bringing out his true colors? Keep balling. Matt from Buffalo. I think he is... I think he's sick of bullshit. And I like it. Like, the same way that I'm sick of people repeating the same things or drawing insane conclusions. Uh, or basically, with the 24-hour news cycle making up stupid stories and rumors all the time to just get attention or do whatever. I think he just wants to play basketball and he's angry and I actually like it. Do you like uh, his appearances on the Bill Simmons podcast? I, I like his candor. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I enjoy those interviews because uh, he just, he doesn't seem to care. Yeah. So much. It's refreshing. Yes. Uh, so that's it for sack time. Thanks for uh, sending us your uh, questions, comments, uh, email us balljunkpodcast at gmail.com. Send us a tweet at balljunkpodcast at dirty Frank through eyes and dirty or at the gas man lives. Are you ready to wrap up the show? I am. What's a little, uh, gas pedal. <laughs> it's your favorite part of the show. I think. Yeah, yes, it is. <laughs> I do enjoy the gas pedal. All right. So uh, thanks for listening to the show. Uh, download and subscribe to us on uh, iTunes. Uh, you know, give us a nice rating if you don't mind. Um, and uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. So uh, Frank Girl strapped in. And here we... Yes, I said yes. It's not good to nod on podcasts. No, no. It's, uh, it's great. I don't radio. know what the fuck I was saying. That's okay. <laughs> Gas uh, me. <laughs> Patrick Reed won the 2018 Masters in a bit of a surprise. How did you celebrate his victory? I was watching it in a bar before the concert, and I was sad that he won. All right. The what concert? Franz Ferdinand. Oh, right. Uh, we didn't talk about that on the show. That's why. We talked about that before the show. No, we talked about it on the show. On the show? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Are you sure about that? I'm definitely sure about that. Are you sure about that? <laughs> 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 the uh, Dallas Cowboys released wide receiver Dez Bryant in a oh, yeah, move similar crazy. to other teams this offseason. It's happened a lot this year in the NFL. Where will he end up, and will the Cowboys regret it? Uh, they will not regret it. He will end up on the Giants. Ooh. Hamilton, Ontario's Kia Nurse was drafted 10th overall in the WNBA draft. She won two championships with the Yukon Huskies. Will she bring a championship to the New York Liberty? No. The final four teams in the UEFA Champions League are Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, Roma, and Liverpool. Who you got? Mm, Liverpool. Nice. Oh, I changed my mind about You that. son of a bitch. About Des Bryant. Okay. He's going to go to the Packers. Huh. People saying uh, Seattle, maybe. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, Sweden's Nicholas Edin beat Canada's Brad Gushu to win the Men's World Curling Championship in Las Vegas. On a scale of 1 to 10, how disappointed are you? Crestfallen. <laughs> Johnny Manziel has had a few strong Did you ask throwings. on a scale from 1 to 10? Yes. And I answered You sure did. That's why I just moved forward. equals a 9. All right. 
Uh, Johnny Manziel has had a few strong showings in the Spring League, and the Hamilton Tiger Cats of the CFL are awaiting his decision. Will it happen? Yes. How pumped will you be? I'm pretty excited. Oh, so am I, man. When Hulk Hogan was known as Golden Sterling, his finishing move was the Golden Squeeze. Is there a better name finishing move in wrestling? No. I 100% agree. And Dallas Stars coach Ken Hitchcock retired this week. What is your favorite Ken Hitchcock memory? I think it's a picture of him and Boos Boudreaux at Swiss Chalet. It's like <laughs> sharing a friendly handshake. I think that's a great answer. Thanks for listening and downloading the show. Subscribe to us on iTunes. We'll see you with episode uh, 31. Keep your sticks out. Humboldt strong. Have a good show. Balls. Awesome.